You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second part of our Very Loose fundraiser for Resonance 104.4 FM. Um, we're here in the drawing room, which is inside the New College of the Humanities, which is in Bloomsbury in London. And it's an absolute <laughs> delight to be here with a real life audience. Um, I'm here with Leo. Hello, Leo. Hi. And Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Otherwise known as Peens. Um, Tonight, um, we ask you to kind your, cast your mind back to the good old days um, when you didn't have a worry in, in the world. Um, us very loose women sometimes get caught up in the kind of rigidity and rigour of everyday life. Um, frustrations. frustrations and celebrations of everyday life. And as we do, it's good to remember um, the things that have inspired us for years. Um, since childhood even and so we are all currently journalists on this little on the very loose women but I didn't want to be a journalist until I was about 20 I was in my 20 my early 20s which I still am in so (laughs) just saying Um, rub it in so um, I what I wanted to do was this show which is called what I wanted to be when I grew up I thought you were going to say, like, when I, when I was a kid, I really wanted to make very loose women. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been going for so long. Oh, you, were you were literally a kid. <laughs> like, listening to the show, like, welcome to very loose women. I'm like, that's what I want to do. The jingles Dad. weren't as good back then, because obviously now they're fantastic. <laughs> but yes, um, I'll, set, I'll set the show off. And I think my very first passion was art, because um, my mom would sit me down in front of Art Attack, yeah, yeah, we've got Art Attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Leah. So, Art Attack, and like, um, there was this one episode where um, Neil Buchanan, who did the show, did this thing where he was like, um, I'm going to turn my. Here's how to draw yourself as different animals. So, he drew his face, and this is my one memory of this show. It's that he drew his face on a snake. And he called it a Neil Buchanaconda. <laughs> and that is all I remember from that show. But anyway, um, um, like, <laughs> like, it's great. That's my only memory. And so my mum would sit me down in front of that. And my dad, would, my dad was um, into art and had, like, took us through Picasso. And, and I would do collages. And then when I was at school, I was like, I'm going to do art. Um, and there was this one thing and I knew that I was quite pretentious about it when I was set this uh piece of homework and it was like uh Roy Lichtenstein what's the who's the cartoonist it is Roy yeah we had to copy one of his like drawings of a woman who was crying and um, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to draw it like everyone else is going to do. Make it into a snake. I'm going to do my own collage. <laughs> so I did a collage, and when I gave it into the teacher, she was like, "Oh, um, I gave you a low mark because you didn't copy it." And I was like, <laughs> "I did." Um, how are you interpreting copy? Because everyone else she, is drawing, and I did a collage. And she that's gave you a low mark for being original in yeah. art. And then, um, <laughs> so that was my thing. Was like. It's a collage, and Roy did collages, so actually I'm more accurate than everyone else. Um, got the grade moved up. Oh. <laughs> and um, that was when I was like, oh, wait, hold on. 
maybe I'm being a bit too full on here and didn't do art after that brutal God, you got the grade change though surely that shows I know that, but I was like if they're all the like this world. in the art world <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to be a road sign cleaner, apparently. Um, so apparently? Again, well, I say apparently because my aunt... It sounds like my parents didn't... Actually, that's kind of accurate. Um, but <laughs> my aunt was driving <laughs> was driving me into Tenterden. I lived in this small village called Wittersham, and she also lived there, actually, in the same <laughs> house as me. <laughs> that's a weird way of... <laughs> That. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was driving me and my cousin into, into Tenterden, and she was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I, I w- just remember we would always drive past these really dirty road signs. They were all covered in this sort of green Kentish moss. And, <laughs> and I would see them, and I would just really want to, like, wipe them down and make them clean, which, if you saw my bedroom, would really come as a great surprise to you, Ellie. <laughs> yes, she's nodding. Um, and so I was like, oh, I want to be a road sign cleaner, which I think is impressive because that wasn't a job that I had heard of. I had making my own, which in this economy is, I think, a really good sign. <laughs> anyway, um, she was like, you don't want to just be a road sign cleaner. Surely, like, you want something a little bit more ambitious than that. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to make a road sign cleaning company. <laughs> so <laughs> later on, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So I looked into that more recently because I was like, oh, that is my childhood dream, technically. Um, and actually, the road signs that they have now have um, special. Yeah, they're self-cleaning. The chemist knows. So the job that I that I they're self-cleaning. <laughs> Literally, Kay. How do you know that? Like that. That is. It is very impressive. So yeah. So my job can't can't exist. It's a job of the 20th century. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Um, I don't understand. How does it clean itself? Kay, I literally can't, I don't know. How, she doesn't understand how they can clean themselves. (laughs) It's it's titanium oxide. It's the same stuff that's in self-cleaning windows. Exactly what I would have said. Simple as. And then I was given this flower fairy book um, where it gives you your star sign. And at the time, it's a long story, but basically I thought that I was a Capricorn. Um, yeah. What? Well, I'm, I'm an Aquarius, but my mum told <laughs> my mum told me I was Capricorn. And Did she not know? No, she got it wrong. So until I was about seven and a half, I thought I was Capricorn. So I looked under the Capricorn. It said that I should be a poet. So then I was convinced that that was what I was going to do. Yeah. Anyway, to answer your question, Soila, if you asked one, um, what, what did you want to be when you grew up, Catherine? Well. I actually wanted to be a journalist and for no conceivable reason I decided to then spend seven years doing something else in my working life and do everything I could to avoid actually being a journalist until this year when, well just um, in September when I decided to have a career change at the age of 30 at the time and go back to college. So I've been studying with mostly 18 to 21 year olds um, which (laughs) which has been great but it's been um it's been quite tough at the same time and what you don't realize is that learning new skills even when you've just been out of full-time education for a while going back like a year or two later is actually really hard and I've just been so tired like so tired and everyone you know so two nights on the course um I went out and got completely like rat assed just twice during <laughs> term time because I was so stressed about like the amount of work I had to do 
So only two blowouts. And after both of those, I couldn't go in the day after because I felt so hungover. And everyone else was there at like 9 a.m. And they just needed a McDonald's at half 12 and they were fine. And I was like literally lying in bed feeling like, you know, I'm never doing shots again because like your body can't keep up with an eight. It's like freshers week. If you did that again now, you would probably be in hospital. not so I, I found it really, really hard, but somehow <laughs> I've, I've gone back to that. And like when I was a kid, um, I did used to, I really liked watching um, the new adventures of Superman and I really wanted to be Lois Lane, um, mm. who obviously- Wait, between Superman and Lois Lane, you went for the one with, <laughs> without the superpowers? Well, she was just kind of, you know, cool, out hunting for her stories. She had a good range of work wear, like kind of blouses. <laughs> <laughs> And like it's the newsroom, and it was all like ring, ring, ring. Lois, you've got to get down there. Something's happening. It's not a big deal, but go anyway. That kind of thing. And obviously, that is my life now at the local paper, um, in the newsroom in Bermondsey. It's like full on Superman. Um, It, you know, so it's it's kind of it's happened. But what I would say is that when you're a kid sometimes you you get those knockbacks like what you're talking about and they seem like really silly things and it is you know it's funny talking about your collage and your road sign there was a time when it's funny but it's also kind of sad that like you don't you there's definitely a point where you sort of think oh i can't do something and we had loads of people like my course um that i just did in journalism was like like great and i really enjoyed it and i would definitely recommend it to anyone who wanted to do that but we had so many speakers come in and talk who were you know, maybe like um, really successful men, mostly in in their 50s. And a lot of them, their advice was like, you've got to be really confident. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to go for it. And sometimes like you just need someone to say, well, you don't have to be like everyone else. You can do your own thing and still find your way. And sometimes, you know, you get told that you need a certain personality type to do something and you internalize it and then you don't give it a go. Um, which you know the educational system doesn't always kind of kind of uh, encourage you in the way that it should. I think. <laughs> That's very quick. Did, did we? Did you guys have any childhood dreams that you want to share, Landon? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> An ice skater, you say? Oh, go on. I love this. <laughs> no, just childhood figure skating dreams. Um, We've all had them, and we've all had them dashed. Um, no, it's a really sad story. Just that I wanted to be a figure skater, and I trained every day uh, and worked with the Russian Olympic team and the Polish wow. team. Wow! Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to be narrating the upcoming Olympics. If anyone, yeah, just fine. Um, <laughs> no takers. Well, figure skating's um, a big deal in this upcoming one because the North and South Korean are one team, and that's their strongest point. Yeah. Hasn't and, there also just Pence been that film? What? Who? Isn't yes, there that film yes. about the sabotage? By Tommy. Yeah. yeah. And no. dancing on ice is that back on. We, Did that happen all, to you? We have all been there. That we wanted the kneecap, and you know, we don't. So Tonya's Tonya's a bit of a rogue uh, lady, but um, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's yeah the. What, did you want the ending of the story? Yes. It's really depressing. Oh no, just just um, it's it's just oh, no, that's depressing. Gone, <laughs> <laughs> gone. Go go oh no, just just really, I mean, I had a very like it's it, an alcoholic coach and 
Like, oh, that is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good radio material. Tell a story. Tell a story. I, I oh, feel actually. like you have to finish it. Please. <laughs> no, no, no. So he, he just... <laughs> he yeah, dashed I, your dreams. He dashed my dreams. So, so it was just very like, raging kind of, you know, he ended up not coming up to the competitions and stuff and then ended up quitting. And it was just... Uh, what do you... What? So, yeah, great radio material. What do you do now? Uh, I'm an anthropologist, which is the other... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Like I most work in prison cases. research. So <laughs> uh, also a earlier um, uh, early episode on Very Loose Women. Mm, yes, please mm. listen to that. It's a brilliant show. Uh, we talk about... Um, about your job and uh, what Landon has seen in prisons. So. Yes, so this is it's not my first radio at Very Loose Women. <laughs> Does anyone else have... Okay, I, I actually um, yeah. used to want to be an, an air hostess and that oh, was no. like... No, 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 no. That was <laughs> bef- when I was younger and wasn't really aware of, you know, like higher education and stuff. That was what I wanted to do. And my mum, my I remember being like really supportive about it. And I think there were two things that I remember which made me want to do it. Travelling. <laughs> yeah, my, then my extensive travel, yeah, <laughs> up until the age of seven. Was it the work Because they no, it was, did work There were two too. things that happened. And, and one I can remember, um, spotting, looking at clouds and looking where I could spot where Care Bears have been. Oh! So I was looking, <laughs> and you can point them out. And I can remember an air hostess coming over and spotting them with me and saying, like, yeah, there's one really there. I am really good at that. And I thought... I'm on a level here. Like, this is obviously part of the training. <laughs> like, can you spot where out there have been care bears? That's amazing. And the other, the other experience happens when I got locked in, a, in an airplane toilet at the age of sort of five. Because, you know, they're the doors that you have to sort of push and they fold. It's not a classic open and shut. And I was trapped in there. I can just remember banging on it, banging on the thing, like sweating, really upset, worried I was going to get sucked out the toilet. And then the door just calmly opened. This beautiful six-foot-tall blonde woman with a bronze face just appeared. And I just thought, that's what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so there's still that, time. There's still time. beautiful. God, the Care Bears. That's so unexpected. I love it. Um, does anyone else have any childhood dreams that they want to share? Oh, Robin definitely well, doesn't. So when I was young so my mom was very controlling with what i could eat and not eat when i was a kid so i basically spent my whole childhood with my sister just like dreaming of eating cake like we'd literally just that was it was always going to involve cake and sugar and that we were just obsessed with that um and so yeah i wanted to be a baker because you could have access to all the, <laughs> the cakes behind the screen <laughs> it was and yeah and i would just yeah it was yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to be a baker anymore, and I'm actually a pretty terrible cook. So, but yeah, that's what I want Aww, to be. <laughs> a baker and an air hostess. I, it's all very unexpected. I think I'd heard some of the figure skating before. I'm not sure. I think so. But um, on the... Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that you're inspired by air hostesses. <laughs> and, but like, what inspired you to do the thing that you wanted to be? Mm. As I, know, a, I know the answer to that. Go, yeah. <laughs> do you want to give it? <laughs> Holidays. Holidays. <laughs> 16 weeks of them. Don't do yeah. that to teachers. <laughs> Don't do it's it. It's true, but that is what first, that's the reason oh, I went really? into it to begin with, yeah. I couldn't get out of the academic calendar. Yeah. I was trapped in there. Just <laughs> 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 sort of going round from September to September, again and again, and I, I can't ever get out of that. <laughs> 
See, sometimes I think, oh, yeah, 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 being, being a journalist is cool. And I think, well, what is it about journalism? Like, I want to be the person. Like, my dream job is um, to be on, be, like, presenting BBC Radio 4. Like, that's my dream. Like, to be there, like, hello, and you're listening to Very Loose Women on BBC Radio 4. Um. Well, we've got to pitch it first. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sarah. Um. <laughs> We are resonance. We actually tried it and it didn't go Did very well. Do you remember no. at that event? I do. Oh gosh. It yeah. was, it was, it was really a car badly. crash. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to talk about that. I think, do you know what? Part of it, um, <laughs> I feel like part of it is about having a job where people understand what you do. And so there's, there's lots of reasons why I wanted to be a journalist and also why I always wanted to do radio because like, you know, it's a little bit different to, it's still journalism, but print, radio, TV. Um, but there's definitely something just really alluring about working in a profession where everyone understands what it is. And when you say it, they kind of get it. Whereas if you have an office job, which I had for ages, you kind of, it, it doesn't really, you don't really know what you do. You spend a lot of time emailing, you spend a lot of time in meetings and doing stuff. But when you meet people and try and explain what you do on a day-to-day basis, they don't really get it and they don't have any reference point. So they don't really get you either. And if your work is quite a big part of your identity, even if people don't like journalists or they don't like, I don't know, teachers or they've got issues with <laughs> nurses, which they probably wouldn't. But if people aren't into it and they don't, they don't necessarily, they're not interested in profession, at least they know what it is and they kind of get a sense of you. They they kind of understand what you're about. And that is, to me, that's kind of important when your job is so much of your time. People knowing what you do and really getting why you do it um, really makes sense to me. And in my previous job, I didn't have that. it just gets people to go away. Like when people ask me, what do I do? I get really scared. Actually, so does Ellie, and she's what got like say? an actual job. Um, I'm a bailiff. Well, <laughs> I used to say I'm a librarian because I was a librarian. Oh God! And then, and then I said I'm a teacher because I was a teacher. And now I don't know what to say because I don't feel like a journalist, even though like most of my income is from like. But it's not from like when you say journalist, they're like, oh, you're out writing stories. But I do like producing and 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 news assisting. So they don't. They're not like actual journ. Like I'm not reporting so i don't feel comfortable comfortable okay well that. if you weren't yeah. uh almost journalist yeah right <laughs> what yeah. would you be well yeah so i had a number of things throughout my life that i wanted to be often i they changed a lot which i think for many people and luke i'd be very curious to know what you wanted to be when you were a kid I, when, when when that comes well that, that is that, that's part of the whole story which is um, when i was a kid i think i i i, I, I I got a vague feeling that I wanted to be an archaeologist because I had relatives who were. And, um, and it seemed an interesting to, thing to do. But uh, I, I, that wasn't only my school, I think. Nobody ever told you when you were at school, mm. you, you do this and this and this and you'll be an archaeologist. Mm. They told you, you, they told you, you, you pass these exams and you'll get to university and when you've been at university, you'll um, be a mathematician. So it that's what happened, just yeah, for everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> so it, yeah, it, it's, it, it's the way, it's the way for things fall. And, and, um, uh, that's it, because you have your dreams. So I've, at different stages, I wanted to like, I got really into acting at uni. I love making this show. And I realized actually that I was really into this TV show 
Um, it, there was this. Do you know this channel? And we on French cable, TV. It's like super. It's, yeah. Um, there was a show on it called um, Radio Free Roscoe, and there was like the p- three people who ran a pirate radio station, and there was this the really cool girl in it called Lily, which is my old nickname, and she could like play guitar. Was it after her? No. <laughs> I've always hated that name. I wouldn't purposely call myself that name. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, and then I ended up doing it. So I feel like it, it influences subtly and it doesn't have to be your main career, but it can be stuff that you do. So for instance, next month, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little secret attempt. I say secret, I'm saying it now, at stand-up to see how that goes. <laughs> I'm quite intrigued. Just to kind of go back for anyone who's not kind of, known you for a long time how many different careers have you had because I feel like yours I've had lots of jobs I've had a lot of jobs but they've all been office jobs they've been for different places but they're kind of been the same whereas I feel like you really do the career change is like big here oh my god yeah I mean it's it is my uh I wouldn't Achilles heel makes it sound like the rest of me is strong it's not um (laughs) but it is like an annoying thing that keeps happening in my life when I got out of uni I had this job um that lasted for two years where I was a web editor and a librarian and after that I was like I do not want to be stuck in an office um and uh, then I trained to be a teacher. So I was a teacher for a year and then like I subbed for about half a year a bit over that. Um, and then I was also a documentary filmmaker in Papua New Guinea, which I know puts a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, uh, but it did happen. Like that's what I did for a year, so nine months. Um, and that was kind of accidental because I'd been, I always do stuff on the side and then it ends up like culminating in something. And then off the back of that, I ended up studying investigative journalism because I, looked at a bunch of stuff around mining companies and then yeah um but then yeah now I'm in journalism because of that so it's more like bouncing each time but I feel like that's so interesting because I'm you never you get so. but you never get bored of anything no, right so isn't it a way of pushing yourself constantly and maybe it's better yes, to push yourself exactly what it is. I'm constantly <laughs> pushing myself I'm glad you see it that way yeah, it's not at all evading anything <laughs> but you know people tend to do things and they get stuck in it and mm. often like, in my case, I always felt like I knew what I really wanted to do, but I was quite nervous about doing it and then failing. And it often it's easier to go, I can't do that, or you, you put so much into it that you then get really nervous. And it's easy to just kind of go on the back foot and do something that doesn't challenge you and push mm-hmm. you. But I feel like you don't have that fear, and you just kind of dive into things, and you're I like, this is terrifying, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pass shorthand, which I think says a lot. And (laughs) what that says is that I don't push in all areas. If I find it really horrible and boring, I won't. But you stuck it out to the end. I I went to all of the classes, but I only ever got to 60 words per minute and 100 is... But 60 is still not 20, Leo. Come on. Come on, you need to have faith in you. But I'm still waiting for Catherine to tell me what she would be if she wasn't a journalist. Mm. Oh, what would I be? Well, so I worked in charity sector for like seven years. Would you be a big gift donation officer? I bloody hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I actually, okay, there's one other thing. If I was to have another career change, um, which I really hope I don't because I can't handle it. It's so exhausting. But if, yeah, if if I did, I think the one left in me would be training to be... um, a hairdresser and makeup artist and doing hair for TV and film. 
dangerous. which I would like love to do. And I actually, I haven't really told anyone this, but I actually almost <laughs> considered doing it a few years ago and then changed my mind because I kind of realized that a lot of it would be running your own company and kind of working in certain places. And I just wasn't really sure. And I knew that journalism was something that was kind of like more up there for me. But I would like to have some training at some point in future. I think that that's the kind of job where when you interact with other people, you make their day better because like when you, well, I mean, sometimes I felt worse after being in the hairdressers, but generally (laughs) you are the person who gives someone a really nice experience and they go in and feel a bit rubbish or they've been dumped so they want their hair done to make them feel better. And you are that kind of interaction. And I quite like that idea. It's almost like a caring profession. And with journalism, you can do that, but sometimes, but um, with, you know, with journalism, you also have a lot of um, tough things where you have to be quite hard and you've got to really push for things. And sometimes you're doing stuff that people don't like, and it can be a bit difficult in that respect, but you're not deliberately trying to do people's hair badly. You know, you're trying to do it nicely. So that's, that's kind of what I do. I like that. I like that creative, creative side as well. Um, I think I would enjoy it. But whether we'll see me do it, I don't know. Maybe that's one for semi-retirement in future. So I'm just thinking, like, if there was... There's no barriers to what you can do. And, like, you've got... Say you've got the money and you've got the education and whatever. Like, if I could do anything, I would be an astronaut. (laughs) And I think that this goes on to one of the things, like... Is there something that we all wanted to be? Like, you, everyone wants to be an astronaut. See, the stars. I hate space, so no. I just really hate space. Isn't it so like mind-boggling? It's so stressful. You've never never been there. Yeah, but like, how does this stress you out? The whole thing about the the universe expanding and expanding, like you can't, you can't visualize that the idea is just constantly getting bigger and it's like why and you can't imagine but it means how there's so it much more it's stuff so to stressful. explore there's never an ending your job is never yeah. done i remember when i was a kid i had an english teacher who um just really encapsulated it for me and i really like was on his side he just said look the um i think it's the ancient egyptians they thought that the sun rose because like the dung beetle was like pushing the ball and he was just like it's such a better way of imagining why the sun comes up than like this weird stuff to do with the solar system and access what, the earth weather. goes around the sun yeah, and it's like by gravity and an I, invisible thing like obviously i believe in all of this stuff like i know the world is round but it feels flat and i'm not interested in learning why it's round some people are i don't care like space anything set in space like star trek star wars alien and um, sliders not into it like none of that stuff <laughs> i'm into that like it just i some people just love it i just find it a bit kind of weird and everyone in space and um, programs and films are always wearing dodgy leotards and <laughs> so i just good. i just i'm just not into it but where was the <laughs> wonder <laughs> who else who else wants wanted to be an astronaut like who else like okay for the, for the even for the le- like there's three people in the room of no four does anyone else it's a hate good space no 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 one no one hates it oh landon doesn't like space <laughs> in a relationship 
Yeah, I don't want to go to space. Why would you want to land on the moon? That's a, it's a, it's a colonizing act. Where no one lives. Yeah, but that's nice. It's nice. It's a kind of... It's a, it's a, but there's rules. It's a there's even rules about space that no one can own it. But where it's, it's so interesting. Well, obviously, people are going to flout those rules. Like, you know, they're going to be building an entire... They're going to build, like, houses on Mars in about 100 years' time, and it will just end up being some, like, god-awful, like, Marbella... <laughs> It will happen. Like, I just, I think it's better left alone and not ruined by humankind. The moon is a lovely kind of, like a metaphor where it is, and it's nice to be untouchable. Let's not ruin it for everyone else. How do you say my jaw hurts? That's all. So, okay, well, um, I'm going to sign off now as if it's something we've never done before <laughs> like what do I do um, so thank you so much for coming to our very loose women very loose fundraiser for enter the drawing room enter the drawing room for Resonance 104.4 FM um, you can listen to previous shows on acast.com forward slash very loose women on twitter we are at VLW radio and on facebook we are very loose women Thank you very much for coming. Um, thank you, Leo. Oh, yeah. Special thanks to me <laughs> and Catherine. I was going to. I, can, oh, can you let me do my sign off? <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, Leo. You're welcome. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for engineering. Yeah, thank you. Woo! Thank you to our wonderful audience for coming. <laughs> and. star makes no difference who you are anything your heart desires will come to you if your heart is in your dream no request is too extreme